and Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Saturday morning with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Hey, good morning. Hope everything's going well for you. It is. I'm starting to get a little anxiety, Andy, because we are um, part of those 20,000 crazy people that have tickets to go to this <laughs> Brian concert later today. I don't know. I'm starting to get uh, second thoughts. Uh because the what the it might be a I muddy think, field or no i think just because 20,000 people in one place in Eota Minnesota i don't know yeah. <laughs> it, i'm sure they have it all logistically figured out but i saw the thing online that tells you what roads will be closed right. which way you got to go and i thought oh boy could be i was thinking if the wind is blowing in the right direction i might be able to hear it at my house <laughs> maybe because it's really not that far. No, really, it isn't. <laughs> well, It'll be interesting to see it how it goes it's, down. It's, ex- it's exciting. Something fun like that to come, you know? So Yeah, it is. I, and it, it's going to be perfect weather for it, really. Yeah, for a fall evening, yes, it will be very nice. My fear was that they would get a big you know, rain shower through the day Saturday and turn the field into mud, but it does yeah. not look like that will be the case at all. It looks no. like things will have plenty of time to dry out. Yes, so that will be good. Well, guess what's in the news when it comes to well, real estate? Starts with an I, I bet. <laughs> you got that right. Oh, boy. So interest rates are scaring the daylights out of people. So I just want to talk about that for a few minutes, okay? Yes. Um, I've said this before, but I think it is worth repeating. You know, interest, or excuse me, home prices had been escalating at such a crazy fast price. And for people like you and me, and many of the other listeners who already own their real estate, they are we are thrilled, right? Because we're gaining all this equity and you know earning all this money because our values are going up. So when it comes time to sell, we've got a more valuable piece of property. So it's awesome for us. But for the people who are trying to get into the market, for our kids and our kids as friends and other young buyers, it's really scary because at that rate, if if house values continue to go up at 15 and 18% a year over year over year or like some markets i think i told you austin texas and scottsdale arizona last year went up like 30 to 33% wow. year over year i mean if that continued to happen we're going to have this huge gap in between homeowners and non-homeowners and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it that's was unsustainable. Really necessary. Yeah, it was. it's unsustainable. It was really necessary for this to happen. And it scares people. People are like, oh, my God, the rates went up again. I mean, I'm having clients text me and call me going, Robin, what is going to happen? And I say, okay, this is what's going to happen. And... Prices are going to continue to go up, okay? Listen closely. Values are not dropping. Home values are going to continue to go up. The reason we're seeing price reductions in listings and the reason houses are listing less than they were last year is because last year houses were selling above their value, over their value. Now houses are selling at their value. 
I like it when you, yeah, I like it when you describe it as in last year we were going 100 miles per hour. Right, right. And now we backed it off to 80 miles per hour. Right. We're still a really healthy real estate market. So people say, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I can buy. The rates are 6%. I say, well, okay, what is your option? Continue to rent. And this is how much you're paying per month. This is what your payment's going to be if you buy at 6%. Now, maybe it means you buy a little less expensive home than um, what you were had, had initially planned, but you're still buying, you're still owning, you're still going to have equity that you're going to gain. It's going to slow down to that normal pace of probably 4% year over year, 3% year over year, but it's going to continue to build, okay? Especially when you talk about renting. If you look at the rate that rents are increasing, right, they're increasing at a faster rate than the interest rates have gone up. And the rates... That might not be quite correct, but... Well, the rates are, of course, really um, cyclical, right? So if you buy now and you lock in at 6% and that's tough tough to swallow, mark my word, in the next three to four years, you're going to be refinancing at... 4.0 or maybe even 3.75 or 4.25. Who knows? But you're going to have that opportunity to drop your rate. So you can always buy now and refinance later. Like we all did not that many years ago. Exactly. (laughs) So when people are asking me, Robin, should we wait? Should we wait and buy later? Well, Prices are going to continue to go up. It's not like the bottom's going to fall out and the prices are going to drop. That's not going to happen. I mean, I've read what all the economists are predicting, and everybody's saying what I've been saying for the last several months, and that is that we're just going to see a huge slowdown in the price increases, which is exactly why the interest rates have gone up in the first place, to do the stabilization, right? Right. So it's going to work, and what's going to happen is some people are going to stay in their houses, and rightfully so. Like my son, for instance, he has a house that's way too big for him now that my daughter and son-in-law have built their house and moved on, but he is locked in at such a favorable interest rate, barely over 2%, wow. that I said, guess what? You're staying right where you are <laughs> because you could downsize by a smaller house but then pay a much higher interest rate and your payments probably wouldn't be that much different. Right. So there's a lot, there's well, a everybody's, lot of factors. There's a lot of yeah. factors to consider and every situation is going to be just a little bit different. But the, the underlying part of this that we haven't talked about is there's still a shortage of homes. Oh my gosh. Like a crazy shortage of homes. I think I read... 5.5 million nationally, something like that. That is quite a few. Right. That's quite a few, but I'll find it. I, I think that's what I remember. I have a pretty good memory when it comes to that stuff, but it was, uh, it's a really, it's a big number. And that's the reason that uh, most people are not buying right now. It's not, if you say to people, why haven't you bought a house? Most of them are not going to say, it's because of the interest rate. Most of them are going to say, we haven't been able to find anything. There's such a right. shortage of inventory. And that's not going away anytime soon, as far as I can tell. No, no absolutely not. Because and the the new construction part of this is probably the part that's been hit the hardest by the higher interest rates. 
That I would say you're exactly right on. And that All means right. that the number of existing homes is still going to not meet the demand that is uh, out there today. Okay, so I'm going to quote something from an article. Um, this says that raising the alarm about the national housing supply crisis, Leslie Rounds Smith, the president of the National Association of Realtors, told policymakers at a White House meeting Wednesday that the U.S. has is short 5.5 million homes wow. to meet the needs of its population. And that is what is creating the challenges for um, millions of Americans. Okay, but That is also guaranteeing that home values will continue to rise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have a surplus. This is not 2008, 2009. Don't sit back and wait for the foreclosures. Don't sit back and wait for these ridiculous price cuts. That's not where we're headed. And the thing with these interest rates, you and I, have, it's been a while since we mentioned this, but you don't have to go that many years back to find interest rates similar to what they are today. I'm thinking um, five or six years. Correct. Correct. And right now, the 36, I mean, this is the highest they've been for a while, and I could probably tell you since when, but um, right now, at the end of September, we are looking at an average 30-year fixed rate at 6.29, which is actually up almost a full percent from last week, okay? Because of what the Fed did, yes. Uh-huh. And last year at this time, and this is what people are having such a hard time with, last year at this time, the 30-year rate averaged 2.88. <laughs> so that's why people are struggling because it was like it went down so fast and went down. I will promise you there is not an economist alive that predicted people were going to be locking in at 2.88, no. 2.5. I mean, COVID played a huge factor in that. So that was just an unforeseen yep. kind of anomaly. Yep, absolutely. And one we'll never see in our lifetime again. Exactly, exactly. Well, we need to take a break already. So we'll do that and we will return in a moment with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group Remax results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Individual rate coverage offerings and savings may vary. Subject to date with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. I'm with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Of course, Saturday morning talking about real estate. And um, we had started to discuss that the new construction part of the market really took a hit with these higher interest rates, even more than existing homes. Obviously, a lot more because things in a lot of areas of this country almost went to a standstill as far as new building is concerned. Is that still the case, Robin? Well, um, I think I briefly touched on uh, last week that we're starting to see home builders charge a little less to try oh, to that's right. keep this thing going, right? And so uh, in an article that I just read dated September 22nd, it says, even as the demand for new homes fizzles, about 25% of home builders are reducing their prices to attract more buyers. 
And this is kind of cool because economists are calling this a surprising bounce back after five consecutive months of declines. So I guess what they're realizing is if we can still make a profit and it's going to be not as healthy of a profit as we were making when the market was booming, it's better than going out of business. So let's dial back and charge less so that people can still afford because we have to take into consideration that the building prices have gone up as far as the materials. Now that has settled down a lot too. Because for a while, those were some just outrageous numbers and percentages of increases. But that's all starting to stabilize. I mean, we haven't seen any huge price reductions like we knew we wouldn't, but you know, things started to settle down and I don't think prices have gone up much at all over the last year in in housing materials. So that's good because for a while there, um, wow. I can just tell you one thing that happened to us. We ordered from the very same guy. So I know it's not a difference in um, quality or style or type or whatever. Garage door Garage doors, garage doors for the house that our kids built six years ago. We ordered the garage doors from this guy because he's a local guy who I've known a long time and I trust him, right? And so we got the garage doors. And then this just recently, we had to get garage doors again for Matt and Jenna's new house. Same thing, three-car garage, you know, nothing, nothing different in the style of the door, the quality of the door. Three times as much money for those garage wow. Yeah, it, that's that's crazy. So if you add those kind of price increases for the supplies and then add a bigger, heftier profit for the builder, and then you add higher interest rates, gosh, something's got to give because yeah. no one's going to be able to build. It won't even appraise for the price that it has to because there won't be comps out there that have sold at that price because they're just, it's not happening. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, like a, it's like a vicious cycle. They essentially finally got to the point the, the builders priced themselves out of the market. Exactly. And I think that's with a lot of things. I feel like people will take advantage of a good a good economy, a strong economy where sure. people have a lot of money and they're spending a lot of money, so let's charge a little more because they're still going to pay it. And when it came to like building and housing and the sale prices, whether it was the profitability for the builder or whether it was the uh, equity gained by the seller of an existing home, they took advantage of the fact that people didn't mind paying extra because they were getting their money so cheap. That's called the free enterprise system. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so now we're just going to see that all kind of calming down, settling down, and the market's going to remain healthy. We've got to We've got to come up with those 5.5 missing, 5.5 million missing homes that were short across America, right? I don't know if I'm looking at this too optimistically, but I could see a silver lining in this that there has been this complete drought in the construction of new quote unquote affordable homes yes. for a lot of reasons. Because yes. for one thing, the builders were plenty build, busy building the larger homes, which they are able to earn a higher profit on right. with a lot less risk. Well, now right. that, that apparently has at least gone away temporarily, maybe they'll eye exactly. constructing some of the lower cost homes to keep themselves busy. 
Listen, I've had some in-depth conversations with a large developer from out of state who has talked about coming in and bringing in prefab homes, okay? Because he's talking about what can we bring in that would be really nice for people so they could have a brand new construction home and pay roughly $100 a square foot for brand new. And he's not talking about when we think of trailer houses. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about four bedroom, two and a half bath, vaulted ceilings, quartz countertops. I mean, nice properties. And asking me, is there a need for this? Will these sell? Well, for Pete's sakes, yes. (laughs) Because people who, who want to own instead of rent would love the opportunity to buy something that's Beautiful and brand new for $200,000, $225,000. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I'm super excited about where this is going to go. And, of course, I'll keep the listeners informed as anything develops. But Is, um, that, is there a problem with building and or zoning codes in regards to prefab? But prefab just means they assemble at a different location. Yeah, That's yeah all exactly. It, means. it has such a stigma, but it really doesn't need to. Um You know, like there are people that say, especially people who understand construction, who say things that were built in a factory are not fighting the elements. The boards aren't sitting outside getting wet and then drying or warping. You know, you're not worried about how wet the concrete got before it actually cured. None of those things, you know, because they're bringing it in and like even those... um, Poured, not poured walls, but what am I trying to say? The pre-stressed concrete walls the same thing you know they come in with those and it's like okay everything is boop boop lickety split they can go so fast and if they're doing these things in mass production mass production and they're doing them in a factory setting with like large assembly line type crews you have to know that that would be much more cost effective than on-site stick built you know, one small crew at a time, you would think. Well, I remember for a time they were really popular in the 1970s for a period of time, and then something Mm -hmm. in the economy changed it, that they lost their advantage. Yes, exactly. And so now, now there are... It's very hard to find lending institutions that will even give loans on some of these homes. And that is all going to change. And I think that it's going to actually come from the government down where there will be there will have to be money available to buy some of these more affordable style homes so that we can find housing for all these people who need housing. Yeah, I mean, that one I don't get at all, the lenders, because they're they're building the same two-by-six code right. yeah, lumber, exactly. and they're just putting them together differently. There's probably less ability to customize the homes, but, yeah. Yeah. well, so what? Yeah. No, there are many, many, if they're manufactured homes, there are many lenders that won't touch it with a 10-foot pole, mm. so, yeah. Well, I look forward to you keeping us up to date on that. I think that's exciting. We need I to, agree. We need to take another break, so we'll oh my gosh. jump away for a few crazy. seconds. All right. <laughs> Back in a moment with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. 
We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a... State with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's Saturday morning. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Um... I saw something on Facebook, Robin, and I wanted to bring that up. It, uh, Remax got to be the cruise on one of the new um, Habitat for Humanity homes here in the Rochester area. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's so awesome. We've been waiting. Um, so Remax Results is huge into getting involved in um, giving back to the communities, especially anything that's directly related to housing right and so we've been waiting um they've been doing it remax results is a big company as you all know i talk about it all the time and we have tons of offices up in the twin cities and so those agents have been working on these habitat humanity houses every year and we've kind of missed out on that but we had a project we have one going on right now in rochester and so we got three days where REMAX results agents got to be the volunteers on the project. And the volunteers work from 9 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. And they only um, can have six volunteers on site at a time. So of the three days that we um, REMAX results in Rochester did the volunteering the gualtney group supplied the workers for two of the three days so we did um you know of the 18 lucky agents that got to go and work all day at building this house for this lucky family 12 of those were gualtney group agents and that made me super proud because i just love and there were some that wanted to go help that didn't even get to I was actually signed up, but I let Scott go in my place because I figured we might as well have somebody that could actually be productive while they're there <laughs> and actually build because probably the only thing I was going to pound a nail into would have been my own hand. So I thought makes much more sense. But I did stop by and um, take photos, and our broker owner, John Colopy, stopped by, and Blair Molitor, who is the head of our Results Foundation, stopped by and brought uh, lunch for our crew. So, yeah, it was a really awesome feeling. And I have to tell you, you know that's really big for me and our team. I mean, we honestly care so much about the communities that we work and live in, and we feel like you know the biggest part of our mission is to make those communities better and do our part to make that happen. And we're not alone because I read an article, and I'm going to read the title to you. Realtors are donating more money and more time to charity than ever before. So, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Real estate professionals are deepening their involvement in giving back to the communities, according to the latest NAR report. And that was put out uh, middle of September. So I'm happy to know that it's not just the Gwaltney Group, but uh, more and more realtors are talking about getting involved in the communities. And I think we understand that we're a very integral part of the communities and boy oh boy if we don't buy into the success of the communities who is going to so anyway make that was a feel good thing i love reading articles like that and i love when we personally have the opportunity to dive in and help out so i'm seeing scott in my little cartoon bubble lugging shingles up onto the roof 
<laughs> he was putting a new soffit or something on. I don't know. And I stopped oh, by. I'm okay. like, oh, thank God I let you go instead of me. <laughs> because this is not my forte. We all have our skill sets and our strengths. And I'm going to stick to selling the houses. I'll let other people build them. Be the carpenters. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But speaking of houses, I do we have a few minutes that I could talk about some new listings? I'd love to talk about some new listings, yes. Okay, great. So we've got one out at 8821 Ridgecrest Drive Northwest. So that's out in that Fitzpatrick edition. That's mm-hmm. been a hot neighborhood for me this year. This is the fifth listing I've had out there. And they've all sold relatively quickly. And they've all sold for a very good price. And this one is a five-bed, five-bath with a three-car garage. This one is 7649 and it has two acres with a lot of woods on the acres, so a lot of privacy, just a very nice neighborhood out there. It has a total of 4,240 square feet, so it's a nice big house if you're looking very nice. for, yeah, and they maintained that house meticulously. So I've got that one, and then we've got uh, 2273 Phoenix Road Southwest. And this one is 575, and it's a five-bed, four-bath, three-car garage. This house has uh, 3,382 square feet, and just a beautiful house. It was built in 2015, and it's just like new. And, of course, Phoenix Road is part of, um, uh, I'm drawing up like, Heart Farm. You know, so that's Oh, sure. Beautiful yeah, neighborhood up there, yes. Really nice neighborhood, yes. And I keep thinking and that for the same amount of money, I could buy the one-room, 500-square-foot bungalow on the beach. Isn't that something? <laughs> that I can't crazy over it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the beach, I'm so glad we got home when we did. You know, that was you, I'm sure, are well aware that hurricane yes. came in right behind us. But, yes. yeah. Anyway, it's all good to be. It was a fabulous vacation, but great to be back to work. I always get super excited about getting back to work. All right, so if you want a smaller bungalow, it's not on the beach. <laughs> it's not on the beach, but it is 1900 Lakeview Court Southwest, and it's one of the um, fourplexes, and this is one of the main floor units, Unit 102, and it is just pristine. The lady had redone the kitchen, re- new flooring. I mean, just beautiful. And it's a two-bed, two-bath, one-car garage, and it's 249 Oh, now. nice. Yeah. All right. And I've got 119 South Main Street in Pine Island, which is a commercial property. So this one I don't know a ton about because Jeff Leland from the team brought this listing, but I'm going to give it a plug anyway. And it is 299 I'm trying to see what else it says. Total units, two. I can't really tell. I mean, I know it's uh, right out in the main street, so it's probably could be used for many different things. If I had for the guess. main drag in Pine Island. Uh, yes. and then They I could always use another restaurant there. Everybody could. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good restaurant? All right. So anyway, 4611 Canterbury Court in Northwest Rochester. This is a super great house. It's Five beds, four baths, two car garage, and it's only four thirty nine. Wow! So yeah, so we've got some nice listings, and hopefully some more nice listings coming. And we've had some nice listings selling. So again, everybody, I don't want you to panic. The real estate market is solid. 
There you go. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you to see one of these homes or sell their home, how do they do or it? Even, even if I just need to talk them off the ledge about what's going <laughs> on in the market and educate people, please do. I'm not even being sarcastic. Please call me if you have concerns about what's going on with the rates and the market, and let me try to help navigate you through that so you have a better understanding. But my cell phone number is 507 507- Fantastic, Robin. I look forward to talking to you again next week. So thank you. All right. I'll tell you about the big concert if I actually go. Oh, yeah. All right. You'll go. You'll go. All right, Rob. (laughs) Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. On News Talk 1340, KROCAM and 96.9 FM. This is News Talk.